When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topic. Trending, trending, trending. Number one on what's trending news at an Arrowhead today. Their plan, their vision for what a renovated Arrowhead Stadium could look like. It comes with an $800 million price tag, $300 million of which would, would come from Clark Hunt in the Hunt family. Plus, uh, he did commit to cost overruns. Obviously, we know this all relies on an April 2nd vote in question one passing, and, and that is still going to uh, be something they will campaign for over the next month. Plus, we're going to get more detail on the renovation, what it was our initial impression of that, is it enough, and how it ties into the NFLPA grade that came out today, which graded, based on players, Clark Hunt, an F-minus owner in the NFL. Now, that is in relation to investment or not investing in certain facilities. So we'll get into that right after What's Trending. Next up on What's Trending, if you missed it earlier, multiple reports now suggesting the Chiefs are going to cut Marquez Valtez Scantling, which Marquez, Marquez. Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He'll, uh, they'll save $11 million. It'll cost him $2 million against the cap in order to make the cut. This was expected across the board. Obviously, we'll talk more about MVS later. He'll be remembered as a bit of a playoff hero-ish, or at least one of the ancillary pieces that certainly helped them get over the top each of the last two years. Just too much. Too much money on the books to keep MVS around based on his performance last season. Yeah, this was expected. It's the right move. But uh, yeah, I think everybody views him differently because of uh, the props he deserves for playoff success. The final moment of MVS was planting the flag at midfield in the Raiders stadium, winning a championship. I mean, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty uh, iconic uh, But it, it was, it needs to be done and it's the right decision. Next up on what's trending, a busy day uh, when it comes to money discussion, financial discussions. Everything, everything, the world is all about money, Cody. Uh, is that what you guys <laughs> care about? Uh, Just your money? <laughs> Lance Leifold, according uh, to Pete Thamel, uh, has agreed to a new contract that features a significant raise in his average salary to more than $7 million per year. That puts him in the top three salary range in the Big 12. We all know what he has done already at Kansas. They're also renovating David Booth Memorial Stadium, part of over $400 million investment. Uh, but that bump is not New Year's on the deal. They're just getting his dollar amount up to where it competes uh, and obviously provides more uh stability to the program as in him not leaving we know there was a lot of speculation about washington he's got mentioned um, like 10 straight jobs and, and that's going to probably continue even after this deal but this just makes it more likely so that was significant news out of 
Lawrence today. Better news than last night where the KU men's basketball team lost at home to BYU. Yeah, 76 to 68 on that. And Missouri will take on, uh, they'll be the only local team in action tonight against Florida at 530. Big 12 basketball, man. Kansas has lost some Big 12 games, but a number of Big 12 games they hadn't lost in a long time. And they blew, they got they're up 12 in the second half, man. Late. They were up late at outfield. That doesn't just doesn't happen. I think it's the first time. I can't remember the exact scenario. It was like up by five with two to go or something. It's the first time in a decade or something yeah. they've lost. There was up a, by six at half. They, well, here's the truth. Kansas has five good basketball players and only four are playing right now. Yeah, so Big 12 player of the year and McCuller's not playing. That's a big part of it. Yeah. And look, the Big 12 is obviously very, very good. But a lot of it has to do with their personnel. And that goes back. Deep to uh, you know look the punishment that they got for some of the the violations were they're less down two scholarships i believe you know, all that stuff contributes and you know for them this is obviously going to be uh, a, a down year and it's a flawed roster that's why they sit and i don't know if you know it doesn't sound like they're getting mcculler back you know, it, they've certainly tried to temper expectation that mcculler actually works his way back that's what's trending here on cody and gold we're expected to be joined by josh vernier here in about 25 minutes or so our royals insider who will be uh, heading out to uh, surprise arizona here very very soon and we'll get his thoughts on uh, a little bit on what we've seen so far in particular michael walker pitched yesterday a nice showing and obviously uh, our conversation we had with brady singer yesterday and what does Vern think of brady singer's season and what what he can do but let's start with the stadium Stuff again. If you missed it in the 10 o'clock hour today, we carried that press conference from Clark Hunt and Mark Donovan in which they unveiled their their plan, their renderings. If you go on uh, our social media, Chiefs website has as well, There's you can see what some of the renderings look like. But the cost, again, $800 million renovation. Clark Hunt said the Hunt family is committed $300 million of that project or will commit $300 million for that project plus cost overruns. $500 million would be publicly financed various ways. One, the $0.38 cent sales tax extension in April, if it's that passes. for about 350 of it, I think, based on I the estimates. I think that was the dollar amount, that the breakdown for both the Royals and the Chiefs. Yep. And then the rest is the state of Missouri. And we know uh, the relationship they have with the governor's office and how important that is, considering to the state they already lost on the eastern side of the state many years ago, the St. Louis Rams. And so the Chiefs have some leverage there. And Clark Hunt was point blank asked, basically, hey, if the public financing stuff doesn't really happen, are you committed to spending more money to make this renovation happen? And to paraphrase, no, no. is the no. <laughs> the, the answer is no on that. And that, again, should not be surprising. That's why so much of the emphasis has been on uh, how vital the vote is in April, depending on your perspective in this whole thing. The result of the vote on April will determine one way or the other whether or not the Chiefs explore other options in the region or, or you know, across the state line, whatever it may be. What what did you you make again on the the renovations uh, and the renderings? Because I, fine. I I think it depends on how you went going into what you thought a renovation would be. I think the Chiefs, their own doing already limited themselves in what you can really do because it is a renovation. And there's a difference. You renovate your house. It's not the same as if you wouldn't build a new million dollar house. You, re- you know, it's just different. There sure. are limitations you can do to add on to your home, Cody, versus if I go build a brand new million dollar house. Same thing applies here. And so I look at the renovations. I think there's some nice upgrades, some tweaks. Does it have the overall huge wow factor? I, I don't think so off of the rendering. Now, maybe when I walk into Arrowhead for the first time and they got the brand new video boards and they're massive like all these other stadiums, I'm going to be like, holy crap, this is incredible. Maybe so. I hope so. I think the you know the adding of the the fan the additional fan zone where the current Kaufman site is that would have an artificial turf area, some canvases, 
uh, with a stage and they could have some concerts. If you're someone that wants to get there early, but maybe you're not all about bringing out the grill and doing the full tailgate, a lot of people do that. We all know that's what makes the tailgate experience great. Now this is another avenue for you. You know, there, there's certain elements that I think are more beneficial to the masses, and there's some that are obviously to a select few. You know, there's upgrades to suites and VIP entrances. Majority of people, that's not going to impact them. Yeah, and the end zone areas, which is going to affect you if you've been end zone season ticket holders for all these years. And that's why Clark was talking about keeping people closer. I think part of it is, you know why I was a bit underwhelmed? Even though, Gold, I went into it knowing it was a renovation. So I didn't think everything was going to look different in all those things. And I knew that some of this, they had already admitted that some of this was going to be infrastructure related. It was going to be these pedestrian bridges and these increased parking areas and things that are like, cool, I I guess. Stuff to keep the concrete up. Stuff to just kind of keep the building going. But the area in which Kaufman used to sit, that was their opportunity for an impactful moment. That was the place of the renovation where I'm like, hey, Show me a fan experience that is different than the fan experience I get now in a conceivable way. But I honestly think that it's conservative for a reason. I think they had chosen that area to be somewhat conservative. And here's a football field with some turf and a small stage because they know like we know that this renovation is not meant for Arrowhead to go last another hundred years. Where 25 years from now, there'll be another renovation. We'll just keep Arrowhead chugging along. I think this is a short-term fix. I think that's why they've asked for a 25-year renovation plan and not 40. If they thought this whole time this meant Arrowhead was going to stay in place for the long haul, that area on what would be the site of former Kaufman would be cooler. And I think that's where I kind of get disappointed. It just feels like for the same amount of, and like like the truth is, for the same amount of tax dollars, you're not getting as much as a fan. I'm not getting as much for my money out of the Chiefs as I am getting out of the Royals because most of it I won't notice. The video boards are cool. The rim boards are cool. I think the VIP fan areas, I get why that's a great experience. And the fan area is better than it has been. Other than that, it's just a bunch of concrete and structure stuff, and it's fine. But isn't that kind of what a renovation is? Like, I mean, this goes back to if you entered today and I told you there was a press conference about renovations, and you're like, how come it doesn't look like a brand-new stadium? I would say because it's not a brand-new stadium. It looked different after uh, their renovations. It didn't look like a brand-new stadium, but it was... It was noticeably different. I still, other than if you thought they were going to have, you know, a new bar district where Kaufman is at currently for the Chiefs. I don't, I, I don't know that, what yes. addition, I, truly though, like in a renovation for Arrow, what, what addition were, were people wanting? Other than, hey, build a bunch That's of... That's what I wanted. Okay. I, I wanted But the stadium itself, area. I mean, there are just limitations with the stadium yeah, itself. Sure. It's, it's going to be a 75-year-old stadium when this lease yeah. is up. I mean, Honestly, it looks like Arrowhead with a bigger TV, which is it, fine. That's why people want out of Arrowhead. Time and time again, though, I heard from people that love Arrowhead, and the one thing they were worried about is like they they didn't want a new stadium, but also if they were in a renovation, they wanted to make sure it still felt like Arrowhead, but in in an even better way. And I would argue that's what they have done with their current plan. Like so many people said, we don't need a new stadium. Arrowhead's fine. Uh, it's great. Nothing beats the tailgating. Well, they would argue that they enhance the tailgating atmesphere yeah, in this renovation, right? Like they would, you know, they're other elements like for those that sit up in the 300 level it's a place where my parents had season tickets for many many years that you know there's not as many amenities up there so how do they upgrade that they you can not be wowed by it i agree but they're now going to allow you to walk all the way around they're going to have these canopy areas up top things like that that seem small because it's a renovation like i i just this is why you and i a year ago, if not two years ago, said it doesn't make as much sense to renovate a 50-plus-year-old stadium, just build a brand-new one. 
Now, obviously, the price tag is dramatically different if you do that, and that's not a price tag both the county or ownership is willing to do at this present time. And we know the sentimental value and connection um, that Clark Hunt has with, with Father's legacy to the stadium. I think that's a huge part of why they're renovating and not pushing for a brand new stadium. Um, and going into today, we all recognize that. So that, that's why you were asking me a letter grade of like what I see from just the renderings. I said like a B minus. It's, well, a, it's, a, it's, it's, a, re, it's a renovation. What, um, so now the, and the text line's been asking, and I think this is more than fair. Okay, now we have at least the cards on the table. We know that the Royals would like an extension of the three eight cent sales tax. They want to build a stadium down in the crossroads, uh, public private partnership in which John Sherman's expected to commit a billion dollars of his own money. Chiefs, they want a renovated Arrowhead with an improved tailgating experience, some new video boards. They would like to commit three hundred million dollars for an eight hundred million dollar project. The question that comes out of all this, anyway, is on April second, which is. I mean, barely over yeah. a month away, because opening day is a month away for the Royals, barely over a month away. Do you think it passes? Did the Chiefs hurt themselves today or did they help themselves today? The truth is, I don't think they helped themselves in the court of public opinion today, but that's also where they do this today and not two days before the vote. And same with the Royals. They got a lot of times to ramp back up. I don't think today changed what I think will be the outcome of the vote. I still think it's going to pass on April 2nd. Maybe I'm wrong, but I still think it'll pass. I believe we are probably long past the true swaying um, of somebody that was a yes to a no or a no to a yes. I think most people have dug their heels in on this. Uh, just you know, they are. doesn't mean that campaigns don't continue. I just saw yesterday those on the vote yes side, obviously the teams, uh, put out a new TV ad. Um, obviously, those opposed are going to have more messaging and, and campaigns. That's going to continue all the way up to Election Day. This is normal campaigning stuff. But I, I don't believe there's a huge chunk of Jackson County voters that are undecided on this. I could be way off. I just Do you sense that there's just this huge chunk of, of, of the electorate, I guess, that is like, you know what? Uh, man, I'm just I'm still undecided. I feel like... Trying to balance out what we hear, not just from the text line, which is a small percentage anyway, but yeah, like, or social but, media, you know, or social media. Small. But I, I think most people have made their mind. Someone I talked to, you know, six months ago, that was a no. I, I don't, I doubt they have switched to a yes all of a sudden. And so the question is, like, not to get way too into like the the election stuff, Cody. But like, I think the one danger you have is do people just assume it's going to pass and people don't turn out and actually vote? You know, that's always a worry. You know, you have people that just assume like, oh yeah, I'm 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 pro. Uh, renovating, I'm pro voting yes, but like, well, it's going to pass. So I don't need to vote. That's the dangerous thing. You have to convince convince people, convince people uh, and to to go out and and vote. Right? You have to energize people to actually feel like there's a reason they still need to go out and vote. It'll be tough to see. Like, and look, I think maybe we'll get a better sense of it close because you're right. Just looking at the text line or looking at social, you'd think this thing is losing ninety to ten. <laughs> but I, I, I can I can promise you either way, neither side is getting anywhere near no. even sixty five or seventy. Probably right. Where, what do you think the highest percentage would be on a yes anyway? Part of it, uh, fifty four. I mean, that's just how these votes go. Yeah, I don't think uh, fifty six, maybe fifty seven. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's part of it. Look, part of it is the the biggest hangup I have right now for the do I think this thing could actually vote no is I. So we talked a lot. I, we spent a lot of time on this show, and I stand by what we said on the show, which was the lead up to all this stuff. The messaging from the Royals and the Chiefs stunk. The Royals weren't giving enough information. They were letting everyone else control the narrative. And the Chiefs were saying nothing, which I also thought was cowardly. And that's the case. But now that all the details are out, the problem that the people who want this to be a no one, their messaging stinks. 
one, it's far more just like the Royals are trying to screw us. And you're like, there's two parties involved. So you can't just say the Royals are trying to screw us. This is a two party thing. And then part of the people who are no's are just no to the Royals having a downtown stadium. They'd be fine to renovate Kaufman, fine to renovate Aaron. Okay, so that's a problem. The yeses are all yeses across the board. The no's are split on why they're a no, which becomes kind Mm -hmm. of an issue for the no part of the equation. And I just think the messaging is weird where the no's from the beginning had problems too, where Frank White's making up numbers that they're asking for, giving disingenuous figures for what it would cost. I, I feel like the messaging for the yes side now is better now that they've got some things out there. And the no is still just like, no, I don't want to give Sherman my money. And specifically him, it seems like. Yeah, there's, there, it fundamentally, there's going to be a lot of people that vote no just, just based off fundamentally the idea of publicly financed stadiums, right? That's understandable. That is a huge hurdle. I would still argue that's the biggest hurdle anytime you're talking about yeah. uh, publicly financed project is there are going to be flat out 100% no vote on somebody for somebody that sees public money being used for uh, a sports stadium, right? There's, there's going to be individuals like that. Just, no matter what, totally. no matter what you do, you're just not convincing them. Correct. Actually, and, and there's also on the flip side, there's going to be people that are going to vote yes, no matter what, because they love the Chiefs and the Royals. And for me, right? like those numbers that were taught, that's the other problem that I'd be like, it cost you like the KC Tenants Association. We've talked about them on the show, and I think they're going to go on Carrington's this week. But yeah, it was like the numbers of, hey, it's going to cost you $167 a year to keep the team. I got to be honest. Mm-hmm. You, it should have been a bigger. You should have stuck with the common number for like, a year to year thing. Cause that doesn't to me like goal. I've lived, I lived in Jackson County a long time. That wouldn't have been enough to dissuade me. I that's worth the price of entertainment for me. There's some keeping the teams in my County. That's worth the price. I, you know, I, yeah, I know it's not the price for everybody, but that that's enough. I pay. Yeah. That. It depends. Like it depends on everybody's situation, but yes, I think there's a plenty. There's also a lot of people that said, Oh, basically I can pay $167 a like year a month. to keep the chiefs and Royals here like for some people they're like sign, sign me up there's other people i'm gonna say absolutely not hell no again those are the those are people that are just 100 percent always it's gonna like be the against chiefs could just pay that 160 i get it i yeah. understand yeah we've we've talked about it uh people are asking on the text line so what happens let's go through the scenario it's april 2nd it's eight you know it's eight o'clock at night nine o'clock at night on april 2nd uh the polls have well you know been closed for a while and results are coming in and ultimately it ends up failing let's say what happens then i think it's pretty clear but clark hunt basically said there is no plan b um, if the three eight cent sales tax extension doesn't pass, so at that point, yeah, Kansas Governor Laura Kelly, that that becomes a real conversation. At that point, I think we're fortunate that uh, because of the state line, we're not talking like Oakland, where it's like, well, they'll just go to Las Vegas. We're not, I, we're not I there. So. Um, Kansas would have an opportunity first, I believe, but it would be devastating to both uh, franchises in terms of keep. It still would be a huge blow. It'd be a massive defeat. I still think if you're asking me, you asked me the question to start this whole conversation. Do I think it passes on April 2nd? Yes, I still believe it passes on April 2nd. But uh, I'm going to be fascinated to see how the next couple weeks go um, with messaging. And I think it's extremely important with uh, finding ways to, if you're someone that believes that a yes vote is the vote that you should have, motivating people to go out. Because I, I, the, the danger I think I could see would be people just assume it passes and they don't go out and vote in Jackson County. We can get back to this, obviously, throughout the shows. It'll continue. But the Chiefs have had a really interesting 24 hours on the field. We'd mentioned the MVS reports that suggest he is to be cut, and they can save $11 million by doing so, so that's just a matter of time. But the one yesterday that shouldn't have come as big a surprise as it did initially, which was the Chiefs are going to let LeJarrius Sneed flirt with other teams. 
They have straight up told him, go see what your dollar amount is on the open market. And look, we're going to tag you. But if you can find a partner that wants to give you the long-term deal you want, then go ahead and do it. There's one very clear thing. The Chiefs are closer to getting a deal done with Chris Jones than they are Legereus Need. They are further apart with Legereus Need than they are with Chris Jones. And this is the one, like, I think Jones is the more important player. I've told you that. More important per dollar? More difficult to make the argument. If money was equal, it would definitely be Chris Jones. But if Snead, and there are 20 hungry teams for a corner in the league, can get the kind of deal he thinks he can get, then it makes it more difficult. I think that this is smart by the Chiefs for a couple of reasons. If he really can get the money he's asking for that the Chiefs aren't willing to pay, well, then you weren't going to be able to afford him in the long run anyway. And I guess get your second round pick and move on with it. If he goes out to the free agency market and flirts with these teams and finds out that his price is his price, then maybe it makes him come back to the table with a more reasonable contract ask. Doesn't this feel like kind of a safe play for the Chiefs from that perspective? I think it's smart on this benefits both sides. I mean, if you're Legereus Sneed, you know, you're obviously wanting to stay in Kansas City, but, uh, you know, being acceptable to a potential trade, I think allows you to also have a chance at still getting the long-term deal. If it's just like, Hey, you can, you know, you're, you're not agreeing to a trade and it's something you're going to push back on. Then you limit yourself to playing the $19.8 million or whatever it is, franchise tag um, and not getting a long-term deal. It's a huge increase in salary from what you've made on your rookie deal yeah. where he's made like what $5 million or something on his rookie deal. Currently. I mean, it's a, ma- the franchise tag Nothing. is, is a massive. Fourth, he was a fourth. Yeah. Pick. Yeah. So I, I, I think this is the smart path for the chiefs to franchise tag buys you time, but also look, uh, Chris Jones, you had conversations before this past season, so you had a decent idea where you were at. You pick up those conversations today based on reports. They're meeting with the Katz brothers uh, today, the agents of Chris Jones. If they weren't as far apart as we all thought they were last year, then maybe this is something they can rectify, and there's no doubt. One, look, well, Jerry Snee was incredible this year, but if we're doing positional value, if we're doing one guy's a future Hall of Famer, one had one really good season so far in his career – it's a no-brainer. Which one would change the entire defense more if he left? It's Chris Jones. So uh, if you if you look at the possible centers, I don't think they can have both on the uh, on the roster or both on long-term deals next year. So if they get a deal done with Chris Jones, you think Snead's gone? But if if you are not going to get a deal done with Snead and you trade him, then you either already would have had the deal done with Chris Jones or you made a massive mistake. Like you you can't let Chris Jones go to free agency and also be thinking you're about to trade Legereus Sneed. No, I'll say the the one thing that makes me feel more confident that this could work out for the Chiefs is, let's just say both guys are gone. Chris Jones is gone. Where does defensive line rank amongst the team's primary needs going into the season? One, right? Going into the draft in free agency, number one probably is defensive line. If Legereus Sneed is off of this team, where does cornerback rank as far as the team's need? Three, four, I'll be honest. It would still be below tackle, defensive line and wide receiver because they have done a great job developing tack or talent at corner. step up Joshua Williams. Williams you know what I mean? And, yeah. Williams and Watson immediately take over more of a role. Trent McDuffie is still there. And then, yeah, you maybe go look for someone in free agency or in the draft in these other positions, but they are far more deep and capable of handling the loss of luxurious need than they are of that. The one, the concern now on the flip side, the biggest concern I have is I told you the entire year and I stand by this. That defense is one of the best in NFL history. Statistics prove it, especially modern NFL history. It's the best defense in Chiefs history, in my opinion. And their identity was elite corner play. They're changing their identity. Their identity was not, 
Chris Jones was the dominant force. It wasn't like Aaron Donald's run for the Rams. Their identity was Sneed and McDuffie shutting down the world. So I hate kind of giving up that part of it. That's my bigger concern. When you look at their roster construction, unless there is a, a trade we don't see coming involving a defensive, you know, somehow there's there's obviously a lot of moving parts with this, is that if they lose Snead, you mentioned what they already have and then what they can go do, and they have a track record of going out and developing corners, whether it's in, uh, you know, usually not free agency as much as it is draft. late in the draft. Whereas right now, if I took Chris Jones off the roster, all right, Karloft has had a great year. Felix Andujiki Uzama, complete wild card. Charles Amenihu, whether he's on the team or not, is not available right away to start next Correct. season. Mike Dana is a free agent. Like you just start going through, and, and who's tougher to replace in terms of what you actually have body wise in the, you know bodies in the, in the facility? And so that's why Chris Jones, I I still think with them, either their their side or the agent side putting out that Legereus need is acceptable to being trained. Like that's a big deal. Like I, I know there's uh, some reporting that was done. I think Sean Newkirk put out that out of the 80 players that received a franchise tag in the last decade, only six were actually traded. One was this, this group, it, well, this, this group has done it once, you know, out of the six, that was a D four trade. As far as compensation for Legereus need, like you're not getting a massive hole. He needs a massive new deal. And you're trading for him. So you're, you're going to get a second round pick or a combination of. You're not getting a first round pick for Legereus Sneed. Second you know, seems you, fine. You, you don't you have to complain you, about that, do you? You get a second round pick. Uh, you don't have to commit the dollar amount to that position. You bring back Chris Jones, and then you've got an extra pick in the second round, or you, you, you use those picks to move up closer in the first round to go find. Uh, the, whether it's wide receiver or left tackle, whatever you think is is fitting based on the free agent market. But I I, don't, I have no problem if you told me that Snead gets traded. As long as that means you, you get Chris Jones back, you, it would be a disaster if you traded Legere Snead and you let Chris and Jones Chris. actually go to free agency and go take the biggest deal offer, the biggest deal out there. I guess here's the good news is, is that you'd know if Chris Jones was going to go seek free agency probably before you rescinded the franchise tag or just traded him, right? As I know, but you got to, I mean, yeah. when, if Chris Jones hits free agency, even take away Snead for a second, you know, just weeks? trying to find Chris Jones replacement. If you say, you know what, Chris, we're going to let you go on the Frasian market. We'll, we'll give you, how many days do you get? We're going to give you three days. We're going to give you a week, whatever it is. We're going to give you X amount of days to go talk to these other teams to find out a long-term deal. At what point, though, where do you start worrying? You see, pick whatever top-tier defensive line free agents that are out there outside of Chris Jones. At what point are you the Chiefs and you say, hey, we got to move on. We got to have an answer today. Yeah, I think that that's very real. I mean, they're going to have to make decisions based on the draft in a month, right? Or wait, two months? How long is the draft? Draft is two months Two away. months. League year starts in two weeks. So it's in, like, in terms mm -hmm. of the draft as well and what you're looking at, I think it Sneed is 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 more, I guess, easily replaceable because the draft because the corner position isn't that strong in the draft. Where yeah, if it is that fourth need for you, Cody, you pick him and you pick a guy in the third round. They've been able to develop corners well. It works out better for you. And then if you're at 32, you have to draft a defensive lineman, and the top tier guys are pick. 15, 16, yeah. 17. And the text lines pointed out, Nazi Johnson, Nick Jones, like they've got other players that played minutes for them. And like, they like their room. I'm just going to say it. They like the cornerback room. That's why they're more willing to entertain this with Sneed than Jones right now. All right, coming up next, we'll talk some Royals baseball. Josh Furnier, our Royals insider, uh, what he makes of the start to spring training and also expected maybe to be joined by Jonathan Katz of Fox 4. He's been all over the stadium conversation. That's coming up on Cody Ingold. Hey, Mel, Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy! Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! 
but my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Back here on Cody and Gold. Coming up in 10 minutes or so, we'll be joined by Jonathan Katz of Fox 4. He was at today's press conference inside Arrowhead when they announced their vision for what renovations could look like for Arrowhead moving forward. And that, of course, uh, is all pending the 3 eighths in sales tax extension vote in Jackson County on April the 2nd. So that's coming up in 10 minutes. But let's talk some Royals baseball spring training well underway at this point in time. And our Royals insider Josh Vernier joins us as he does each and every Wednesday Vern, I know you're you're about to head out to surprise. What's the biggest thing I, I guess you're most interested in either learning a little bit more about this team, uh, whether it's talking to individuals or just watching based off of uh, this offseason that they've had? Gold, you know me. I'm pretty nerdy. I, I love to dive into the ancillary, the intangibles, um, and that begins inside the clubhouse. We know who the leaders are. I'm interested in what the voices of the younger Royals sound like. How loud are they? I know what Vinny's uh, has been. I know what I expect it to be. I'm pretty sure it's going to be that moving forward. But as far as Bobby, the way that MJ carries himself, the way that Brady Singer walks around that clubhouse, um, big year for Brady Singer, big year for MJ Melendez, big year for a lot of these uh, young Royals that – are are about to shed that moniker of young. Many of them about to go through their second full big league season. Bobby, his third, basically MJ's third as well. Uh, you're, you're not young anymore. Now, now we're starting to see who you really are. So uh, I, I always begin in the dugout, in the clubhouse. That's, that's where I learn the most in spring. Vern, we had Brady on yesterday. Last season was the anomaly year versus his performance of other years. He was talking about trying to change his pitches in the middle of the year, and I know everyone was talking about the changeup, and he's talking about the changes in the four-seamer. Is this just like a – should we just think it's like a restart and we don't really know what Brady Singer is going to give us? Or should I think, hey, he should be able to rebound back to what he was before this last season really got away from him? I'll say this about Brady Singer. It's all there in front of him. I, I, I don't believe that answer has been written yet um, as far as what to expect with Brady Singer. He, he's one of those 
three keys to the season I talk about so often, the X, Y, and Z. If these guys meet or exceed expectations, the Royals are going to be right there in September with a chance to make it into the postseason. And it's Cole Reagans, it's Brady Singer, and it's MJ Melendez. Not only does Brady Singer swing this team from a 70-win team to an 80-win team, uh, but Brady also has a chance to put his name back on the map outside of Kansas City. Uh, does he want to be a Royal long-term? Well, you can go earn a long-term contract this year. Does he want to be on a winner? Well, you can be traded to a winner by the end of July if you go out there and shove early on. So as far as my expectation for Brady, my expectation is he's going to be a solid number four, but my expectation... My expectation is he's going to be a solid number four. My hope is, is that he returns to that 2022 form because that's a guy that can leapfrog Seth Lugo. That's a guy that I wouldn't mind handing the ball to in game three of an ALDS. It's all there in front of him. He just needs to go out, evolve, improve, and attack. Where's your confidence in this bullpen, knowing that they went out, they added a bunch of pieces that – have experience, have been proven bullpen guys, bullpen arms, and we all know, depending on what happens with the fifth starting spot, maybe there's an additional arm. Maybe Daniel Lynch opens the season in the bullpen. Who knows? What's your feel on on this bullpen, and do you think they've done enough? They've done plenty. This comes down to, and the answer to your question is going to sound like a sidestep, but it comes down to the starting pitchers. You, in my opinion, have enough in that bullpen. The, the, the four acquisitions this team has made this offseason, including John Schreiber, that to me is good enough with what you already had so long as they're rested. Uh, so long as uh, again, Cole Reagans and Brady Singer, if they can meet or exceed expectations, you have four arms in your rotation that we're all expecting to give you 150-plus, 160-plus innings or uh, four ERA or better, if you're getting that in 2024 with, with those names in the bullpen, with those track records in the bullpen, uh, yeah, that should be enough. But if, if, if Brady deal, you know, of course, if anyone deals with injuries, that's going to throw a, a wrench into the plans. But if um, Cole Reagan slides like we saw Brady slide over the past year. Now, now there's a lot that goes into it, of course, with the World Baseball Classic and injury and all that. But whatever the reason is, if that slide happens, the bullpen or Angel Zerpa, Daniel Lynch, or Jordan Lyle, someone's going to have to pick up those frames. If a starter can, well, yes, yeah, I think the bullpen has enough quality arms in it so long as they're allowed to rest. You had mentioned that Brady Singer kind of has everything in front of him. Do you feel the same way about MJ Melendez? We spent a lot of time talking about all his talent in the world, Vert, and the stats haven't quite lined up, but I don't know, full off season of him playing the outfield versus screwing around, trying to do multiple positions, all that stuff. I mean, is, is there still just this, uh, this hidden great year out of MJ Melendez based on talent? Offensively, it's certainly in there. Uh, I think he's enough of an athlete that he can be a league average a slightly below a league average corner outfielder. I wouldn't put him, I'll put him in the same breath with Brady Singer on this front. MJ has a chance to completely change the swagger of this offense. If MJ is the eight, 
20 OPS guy we saw in the second half of last season. Well, then, now, man, we got a superstar in Bobby Witt Jr., um, an on-base machine in Vinny Pasquantino, uh, two sluggers in Salvi and Hunter Renfro, uh, Michael Massey and Michael Garcia, solid bats. But if you're bringing that kind of thump as well with MJ Melendez, I, I think you're now six deep. Uh, now this Royals offense can match up with any offense in the American League. The same way that if Brady Singer can, can meet expectations, I think the depth of this rotation can line up with most in the American League. So, so that's where I see the similarity. The difference is that long-term conversation. I, I think Brady, you have that conversation at the end of this season if he deals or if he wants to move on, you trade him this year at the deadline and capitalize on a hot first half. MJ, I don't think either one of those two things are possible. I, I don't think you're going to trade him at the deadline. And sadly, mainly because of representation, I don't think you're going to sign him to a long-term contract anytime soon. <laughs> he just kind of feel it feels like the Moustakis swing year. Does that make sense? Like, all right, you know, the on-base limited, the hit, you know, like, but you know it's there. Like, I watch it sometimes and I'm like, there's definitely something there from the bat perspective, Vern. I just keep waiting for it to click. Yeah, the, you know, what, 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 did, what did, what was it ultimately that unlocked Moose was becoming, playoffs. yes, yes, uh, the playoffs, but also not becoming the player that many people hoped that he yeah. would be, right? He, he, he wasn't, I, I understood he, he set the record, he had a, a big 2017 hitting, what, 38 home runs, but for the most part, uh, I think most Royals fans were expecting a, a consistent 25, 30 bombs from Mike Moustakas as he was coming up through the ranks. He became an all-fields hitter, became a multi-time all-star, had a great and still is having a terrific career. Uh, but do I foresee that for MJ Melendez? No, I, I think he's even more boom or bust. It, it, it's either home run or you're probably not long for the league. Vern, can I care about spring training pitching stats yet, or do I just let <laughs> no. those go? They're pitching no, so it. well, and it's hot, and it's Arizona. <laughs> no, who cares? Uh, we just want them to remain healthy. There remain healthy, and uh, for the most part, they've done that. Do you have a Do you have a spot that you like going to? I didn't. I didn't surprise Vern or in the area. Well, just give me. Don't don't tell me in and out. Like, is there? Uh, He's is, got a breakfast no. spot for sure. Oh, there's a breakfast yeah, spot. Yeah, Nick's Diner too. Uh, they're, what's they're, the What's the thing to get there? Anything you want breakfast-wise, it's just one of those classic greasy spoon oh, places that is packed every single Sunday morning. Uh, I love it and have been going there way too long. <laughs> uh, they, they recognize me now by my order, even though my, wow. my appearance and my hair has changed. When the, kid, when the guy comes in and orders a number seven and a number 11, they go, hey, it's the baseball guy. <laughs> He's good both. I'll have to ask I'm you. I'm, I'm curious what the seven and 11 is then. Well, the, the seven is two eggs over medium with hash browns, uh, two sausage links, uh, two pieces of bacon, and some toast. The 11 is uh, three biscuits and gravy. <laughs> okay. I thought it was going to be salty and sweet. I thought for sure you were going to say like a pancake or something, you know? We got a big glass of water, a coffee as well. <laughs> um, and normally Mike, well, back in the day, Mike Miner was normally a few rows oh, down. Okay. All right, Vern. Well, safe travels out to Arizona. We'll check in next week. 
Sounds good. Thank you. That's Josh Vern, your Royals insider. Again, Vern's Hot Stove Show Thursday nights here on 610 Sports Radio. And for only $39.99 per month, the Royals Found Pass will guarantee you access inside the K for every single Royals regular season home game this year. Guaranteed standing room ticket to every game, including high demand and weekend games. The ability to upgrade your ticket an hour before the first pitch as well. Thanks to Vern for joining us and uh, looking forward to having him throughout the entire baseball season. But let's get back into the stadium conversation, the news of the day in Kansas City, and we'll continue to be the biggest story all the way up to Election Day on April 2nd in Jackson County for that three-eighths cent sales tax extension. Someone that has been all over this story for the last couple of years, really, Jonathan Katz over at Fox 4, kind enough to call in, give us a little bit of time here. Jonathan, you were there at Arrowhead today, uh, and other than you know what you thought of just the renderings, I wanted to kind of just get your perspective and what you've been hearing on where we're at on, on the potential vote, but also the financial aspect. I think it was you that asked a couple follow-up questions to Clark Hunt on if this thing doesn't pass in April, what are they willing to commit financially go moving forward? Well, I, I mean, they, they said that they're going to commit to cost overruns um, for the, this stadium renovation. Um, I, I mean, to me, the one of the more interesting things that I gathered from this news conference today was, you know, I, I don't think any of none of this happens if this vote doesn't pass on April the 2nd. And uh, Mark Donovan was pretty blunt about that in a gaggle with us after um, the individual comments that he and Clark Hunt made. Um, you know, he he flat out told us when I asked him, he said, we're going to explore all of our options um, if this vote doesn't pass on April the 2nd. And, you know, I I was surprised at how blunt he was about that. Um, and he is obviously trying to get people to vote yes on April the 2nd um, as as the future of the team, specifically in Jackson County, I think would be in question if this vote doesn't pass. Jonathan, do you think that they, the organization, Clark Hunt, Mark Donovan, do you think that they care to try to get the support of the Jackson County legislator as in, or the county commissioner, I guess, from that perspective? Like, are they going to try to win over Frank White before this thing or just kind of let him say whatever and then put out their counter messaging? I think think that ship has sailed, to be honest with you. with Frank vetoing it and then, you know, him telling us today, he, uh, you know, he told me and, and Vahi and a couple of other reporters that he plans on voting no on this. And he has been very hard for the Chiefs and the Royals to try to convince um, to not veto this. And he ended up vetoing it himself. So I think I don't think the and, and because of the fact that the legislature overrode Frank. They really don't need Frank's support anymore. Now, kind of the war of words story that I did yesterday, Frank continues to claim that he doesn't have proposed leases from the Chiefs or the Royals. Now, Manny Abarca, who has been very critical of Frank um, all along, texted me this morning saying he now has the leases. And so he's basically saying when Frank says that he doesn't have the leases, He's lying. And Frank basically said the same <laughs> thing. To, I mean, he basically said the same thing to us today. So who do you believe? Do you believe Manny or do you believe Frank? I'm not going to I'm not going to say who I believe, <laughs> right. but 
But this is, you know, the fact that Frank does not support this stadium issue on the ballot in April does provide a challenge for the Chiefs and the Royals because you do have to do you do have to give some sort of credit to Frank because because he is the county executive. We're talking to Jonathan Katz of Fox 4 regards to the stadium renovation that was announced today by the Chiefs, at least their plans. We all know it, it centers around the, the vote on April 2nd. You've talked to numerous stakeholders. You've, you've been around the community as well. We're a little over a month out from Election Day. What is kind of your sense on the optimism, if that's even a word we can use on, on the Chiefs side or those that are at least in support of question one being yes? I think I think. The vote, yes, people are optimistic. I, I think it's going to be close. I mean, the thing that I'm most interested to watch is how different is the vote in Jackson County compared to Kansas City, Missouri? Um, because there has been so much discussion around the Royals' new stadium, and there are a lot of people who do not want to see the Royals move downtown, much less there are a lot of people who are more concerned about this now because they're moving to the East Crossroads as opposed to the East Village, Mm -hmm. where you're going to have to displace more business owners. Um, Now that's kind of a new stakeholder in the game who is trying to get people to vote no. Um, You know, does that impact how people vote in Kansas City, Missouri? And, um, you know, the people in eastern Jackson County, the Independence's Blue Sprinkly Summits of the World, um, they're not going to want to go farther to a baseball game than the Truman Sports Complex. And because this stadium is county-owned and not city-owned, you very much so have to take into account how people outside of Kansas City, Missouri, and Jackson County feel about this issue. And there are a lot of people who have been upset that the Royals are moving away from a more centralized location in Jackson County for a ballpark. Where's the progress at, if, if you know of an update, on the, what, 20-plus property owners, not business, but the property owners that they actually, the Royals, will have to negotiate with? I mean, is there, it, it, that is still ongoing, I know, but do you know of if there's even been any deals made with some of them? No, I, I don't know. I think that's a case-by-case basis, and, and that's a case-by-case basis with each individual property owner, and who the, the people who are being the most vocal about this are the 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 business owners and unfortunately for the unfortunately for the business owners if they don't own their property you know they're not the ones that are likely you know doing the negotiating with the Kansas City Royals you know somebody like Joe Coxon of the Chartreuse Saloon has been very vocal and trying to get people to vote no on this issue the problem is she doesn't own her property you know she's at a uh, she's on uh, Oak Street. And to me, the question before the news conference with the Royals was, okay, how far east does this ballpark go in the east crossroads? And and, you know what, three weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, we found out that the ballpark is going to go east of Oak. Therefore, that does impact, you know, Jill Coxon's um, restaurant, the Chartreuse Saloon, her bar. So she would be displaced. Her issue is her landlord, Matt Abbott, is in full support of the Royals building um, their ballpark in the East Crossroads. So whether or not the Royals actually have any conversations with her specifically, I find that hard to believe. They're more so talking with her landlord, Matt Abbott. And Matt Abbott 
loves a ballpark going in the East Crossroads for all the obvious reasons. Other than the obvious, like, I don't know, commercial of Patch Mahomes and Bobby Wood Jr. doing a chest bump saying, put the stadium downtown and approve the renovations of Arrowhead. Do you think we'll get any more details from either side of this? We got a lot from the Chiefs we didn't have today. We got more from the Royals a week ago as well. Is this the end as far as the messaging goes, as as far as what we're planning on doing with the money and these related things? And now it's just about playing the hype man, I guess. I, I mean, I think that's I think that's a good question. I I would I don't know if there are going to be any more news conferences from either team. You know, we've been we've been waiting on this announcement for the uh, for a while, and does does the messaging more so focus around the chiefs than it does the royals because the chiefs are so much more popular in this area right now than the royals are um i mean that that may be the case maybe the royals sit back for a while and because this is one ballot question involving both teams you know maybe the royals ride the backs of the chiefs into getting what they want in a new ballpark. Granted, they're not getting any more Jackson County money than the chiefs are in this project. Jonathan Katz of Fox four. I know you've been busy running around today. I appreciate you giving us a call and and fantastic insight. See you guys. There you go. Jonathan Katz, who has uh, really from the beginning done a tremendous job, specifically talking about even the business owners that he's been speaking to in the crossroads. That is interesting what he, he mentioned, and it's it's true. It's kind of the sad reality and understanding both sides of it, which is if you're the Royals and there's been some complaints like, hey, you, you haven't met with the owners of the businesses, they don't have to. They The property owners are who they're trying to buy the land guess from. What? The guy who owns property in the crossroad probably owns more property in the crossroad, which means that stadium's well, going to be right up next to well, other parts of his property. Well, of course, because there's 80 businesses and 20 property owners. And so now there's going to be property owners, if this vote passes on April 2nd, that are going to hold out, and, and we'll see how long that process takes to uh, for the Royals to potentially negotiate and, and come to terms. But that's the the... The unfortunate thing, which is why you and I discussed the East Village location versus the Crossroads, my preference was East Village because you were only displacing like two, three businesses at that point versus 80. Um, but the reality is, yeah, the, they're probably not going to meet with every individual business no. owner because they're not buying the land from business the business owner. They're buying the land from the 20 property owners. And this is what makes these type of deals so complicated is just mentioning that the Royals chose the Crossroads location actually isn't telling the whole story. You and I both know that there were other factors in play that were trying to push the Royals to that location. So, like, maybe we wanted them to be in the East Village location. Hell, Gold, maybe that that was their preferred site. But as more business interests and other people get involved, you have to start finding these compromises here or there or locate in this. And that's how you end up at this East Village location. It wasn't just as simple as the Royals just up and changed their mind right. and decided this was the so better we, location. We know they wanted so East from the beginning. We know they wanted East Village. Be honest, like East but Village. Then they was, ended up in a different location. I wonder why. Yeah, East other Village people. was always the the initial spot. It's just there were other factors and either at the city level or other developers and things like that that contributed into why they settled on. And they would hate the word settled, but yeah. why they they, they chose uh, he that site. Yeah, he didn't predict which way he thought it would go, but he did say what most of us think is. It's going to be close. Yeah. You and I are going to be, I don't know, I don't usually monitor election results super close into the night. I vote in every election, but I don't usually just well, like won't stay be, yeah, up. Neither soon. one of us currently reside. You, you used to reside in Jackson County. I did, but I currently yeah. reside yeah. in Clay.
Yeah, and obviously I'm on the Kansas side. So I and I, I've told you if this was a vote in which Johnson County was part of, I would absolutely be voting yes for it. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be close. No, neither neither side uh, is, is winning. You know, winning this question with a wide margin. I mean, that's just not how these. I'd have to go back and look, and we probably should. Uh, the last renovation, how close was the vote on on that? We should go back and look at that. I'm just curious. Remember what the that percentage was? Three. The renovation was done in 10, right? But the vote was prior to 2010, right? Isn't that, I believe the yeah. last renovation was right before the All-Star game came to Kansas City, which the All-Star game was in 2013. So it would have been 2010 renovation. And then whenever they, the vote was obviously before then. So we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll look that up during the break. Uh, coming up next, though, the other news on the field, though, for the Chiefs. A wide receiver now reportedly going to be cut that we all kind of expected. And what did a former wide receiver, what could be a former wide receiver, uh, have to say about the leadership aspect of Travis Kelsey next year on Cody and Gold? Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color, starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattresses purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.